This is Together 24-7, episode 82. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen. I am your co-host, Catherine Cohen. Hi, Kat. Hi, Barry. How are you? I'm good. Oh, good. I don't have to hit you because I took your animal crackers away. You know, folks... Somebody left at our house a bag of animal crackers. But you don't start chewing on them before we go on an interview because there's always going to be a little bit of cracker in your mouth unless you have a big drink of water. Wait a second. Hold on. Let let us first take a step back. These were not regular animal crackers. They had vanilla frosting on them. I don't care. But anyway, let's, get to, let's get to our guests. Are, the, you, you have no access to the animal crackers, so we can start the interview. I could hit press pause on the recorder at any time. So, ladies and gentlemen, if Barry doesn't live through the end of this interview, you'll know why. Today's guests want to welcome uh, Mina and Mark Fees from Synergy Design and Construction. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi. Okay. So, Mina and Mark do residential remodeling design design build, and that's a that's a modeling term, which means, and and I know this because we had some work done in our house. That means that uh, part of the same company. Is the designer, you're not like going out to an architect, getting everything done, and then having to go to a builder, and then having the builder not understand what the architect is doing because they never worked with them before, and then going back and forth, and and then your rooms are octagonal instead of being square. Right. And the funny, the very funny thing that was just going on, folks, this obviously is audio only, and Catherine is there with a pen making marks like circles, like this is the designer making a circle and moving the pen over in the air, and this is the builder in a circle. Just because I'm... Voice only does not mean that my Italianness has left me. I must still talk keep, with keep my your hands. Italian-ness. I must still talk with my hands. <laughs> Mina and Mark have been in business for seven and a half years. Guys, if you do the math, I, I read this and I'm like, really? If you do the math, they started in the construction business, construction, design and remodel in 2008. So, oh, Catherine, what happened in 2008? Well, everybody, like the whole country went to hell in a handbasket in 2008. It did. It did. It was building and building and building, and then everything fell apart. 
Um, so that was not a good time to go into the business. Now you started the business. Did you basically figure this out on your honeymoon that you were, well, three months after getting married, you moved your 91, Mina's 91 year old grandmother in with them to live with them. So you're taking care of your grandmother. You just got married. You decide in the middle of all of this that maybe a construction business would be the right thing to go into. Because there's so much disposable income around. Right. Uh, thoughts, uh, explanation, reasoning? I just, uh, I should have had my head checked. <laughs> No, I, I just, uh, I had worked for another design build firm um, that didn't make it through the economy. And I was just so passionate about how many people suffer through renovations that I just, like I said, all um, sanity was aside. I was like, we have got to do something about this. And we'd always wanted to own our own business. And um, so I just, I talked Mark into it while we were still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> so he couldn't say no. Yes, dear. Exactly. Yes, dear. Exactly. Now, and... and Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. It did present a unique opportunity because there were so many businesses that were struggling and marketing in our industry, um, I I don't know if this is the right word, but it's fairly new. Like there were so many contractors that relied on word of mouth that marketing and advertising wasn't uh, first nature to them. So in us coming in and taking a look at how to provide a unique value proposition even in that type of economy, um, it, it, it actually set us up well for success. So uh, it was a little crazy, and uh, it was a unique opportunity given the times. And did you pick up any of the business from, from companies falling by the wayside then through all this? Yes. Uh, so uh, the company that Mina worked for prior um, that struggled and then ultimately didn't make it through the economy. Uh, she had established relationships with some of their prior clients that uh, then needed to find a new company to do business with. So that helped us get started. Um, but a lot of it was organic relationship building. Yeah. And actually we were, um, when I was working for that company, we were in the middle of a, a basement renovation in Washington, DC, and, um, he closed his doors and they were still, you know, needed the remodel need to be finished. So I kind of just stepped in, rolled up my sleeves and said, okay, we're going to get through this and get you finished. So they became our biggest fans right off the bat, uh, introduced us to their friends. And then that project ended, ended up being on HGTV like a year later. Ooh. So it just, it just kind of snowballed and gave us a lot of credibility quite quickly. Wow, that that is huge to be on HGTV. So um, going now back to before you guys got together 11 years ago and got married and no kids, no kids, any pets? Cat. A cat. Beautiful. And, and a very unfriendly cat. A ve- oh. <laughs> <laughs> she loves us and no one else. And no one else. Oh, well, at least yours, we had a, a briefly had a cat that uh, about, about a year and a half that did not love us, nor did he love anyone else. <laughs> and one day he just walked out the front door. He pushed the screen open. He walked out the front Left door. Left a note going for a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, and, and never never came back. We have we have two absolutely adorable cats now that we love, but we love cats in general. So that's pretty cool. But um, you guys, Mark, Mina, you had very, very different upbringings. So Mina, you lived in eight places before the age of nine and then unfortunately lost your mom in a, in a very tragic accident. But that's what fueled your desire to create these spaces that were not only beautiful, but they made it feel homey. I know you work with feng shui. 
um, and you're also a green, a certified green builder, interior alignment. For those who don't know feng shui, look it up. Uh, feng shui, it's water and air, is it right? Water yeah. and wind. Water and wind. Um, and and it just, it's the way things flow in a house. Exactly. Yeah, it's just really looking at how, how does energy enter the space and does it get, um, you know, how, how does it flow and move through the space that it actually um, creates a better feeling, like almost like you can breathe. And sometimes you walk into a house or an office or something and, and it feels clogged. There's either too many things or they're just not placed right. Um, you can actually feel it in the space, but when you have... Um, you know, feng shui or, or those things are taken into consideration, it just feels better, uh, even if it's something that you're not aware of. And you find that I find a lot of houses that I go into, people in, instinctively put things in the right places, but then there's certain areas that um, they might need a little assistance to. So I love adding that to our designs when possible. Exactly. I mean, even uh, it, listeners, if you even think you're like, okay, this feng shui, whatever, mean is crazy. Yeah, right. But if you <laughs> think about it, guys, when you walk into your office, if everything is strewn all over the place, like I walk into my husband's office, there are things all over the place. I get tense. I get crazy. I get cranky when things aren't in their place or even remotely in their place when it's just out of the way that you work the best, you get nuts. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's that's something, you know, simple and easy. But you you did live in all these different places. Uh, she was, you, you mentioned before we started a long haul truck driver and hippie. Yeah. My mom was at Woodstock about nine months before I popped out. And, uh, <laughs> uh Oh, we've so. got a story. We have a Woodstock story. We have a connection. So Barry's dad was the CPA that, uh, did all the final numbers and, and added up how much they lost at Woodstock. He was the accountant for oh, Woodstock. Wow. He was the accountant for Woodstock, my father-in-law. If you like, I could get his autograph for you. He sells them for $2 each. No, what's he selling for? A dollar each, three for five. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar each, three for five. Go ahead and figure out that math. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. So it works you, for him. It works for him. So you, you're passionate about the, the whole home renovation and that that feeling of making it easier. I know we did it and it wasn't that easy and we weren't here for most of it. Mark, you grew up totally different. Golf course, Northeast Pennsylvania. Dad was a golf pro. Mom was in the golf business. You started golfing at the age of birth. At the age of birth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you it guys continues to be my one vice and passion. Your one vice and passion, but I, I see that fortunately your lovely wife uh, is also into golf. She's an avid writer and she a golfer. Is. She likes biking, camping, hiking. So you're both outdoors people. I'm reading this both about you. You're both outdoors people. How'd you guys meet? I always like to ask that sometimes. We actually met, uh, we worked together um, prior to starting our company uh, and before we started dating. So we worked together, different departments, um, and then... Started to have lunch together. There was a personal connection, and uh, the rest was history. Yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. Very cute, very cute. <laughs> so now we know how you started in business together. This is, uh, Mina, something that you wanted to do. Were either of you, I didn't, get, I didn't get this from your bio, but were either of you entrepreneurs before this, had a business like this? I know, Mark, you managed operations for multi-million dollar facilities and fortune 500 companies but did you guys ever own your own small business either separately or together 
we did not. Um, so it was always something that uh, even uh, while I was in school, I, it was always a passion of mine. Like I always knew I wanted to be own my own business. And it was something that you know, fear or golden handcuffs always got in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when uh, Mina and I met and we were taking on what we were taking on in our life as far as marriage and uh, being her grandmother's primary caretaker and uh, just what was going on in the economy, we it just, it, it sounds odd, but it seemed like the perfect timing. <laughs> Yes, it sounds odd. It does. It does sound odd. The economy is going to hell in a handbasket. Let's start a business. A construction business. A, a construction yeah, business. I, I do want to say that I am lobbying for anyone that started their own business in the Great Recession that the amount of time that you have been in business should be dog years. I so agree. It, we, we've really been in business now for um, 50 years as opposed to... <laughs> So, yeah, I, I agree. And and yet, you know, through history, a lot of businesses, multi-billion dollar corporations start in the middle of a recession. So if there's a need, you can pull it out of there. Now, um, you mean you let me tell you, you started in this business. You were already in this business. Now you picked up where the company you were working for left off. You you essentially were the savior to a lot of people, because I can only imagine um you know, what it was like. I mean, kitchen torn out, kitchen torn out. Nobody's coming back. Um, it, it, it's got to be absolutely horrifying to live through that. And now you pull Mark in and, and you say to Mark, okay, honey, we're going to do this together. You have the experience. Mark, what in your brain said, not only can we do this when we decided to do this and I won't belabor that point, but I can go into business with my wife in a business that I, I do you have experience in this business? I, I didn't really get that from uh, from your bio. No, uh, I don't. And there's there w- is a huge parallel in managing subcontractors, period, between whether it be a plumber uh, or whether it be a subject matter expert in the government. Um, there is a lot of parallel to project management, uh, operational management, financial management. Uh, and I think that's the one thing I, I always had a passion around architecture and engineering. Um, and it between the operational side that I was comfortable with and how passionate Mina was around this industry, it, it didn't seem like a huge stretch. And it's been tremendously challenging, but it's been very rewarding as, as well. So it's it's all worked out swimmingly well. It's all worked out well. So, so like George Costanza, you always wanted to pretend to be an architect. No, you (laughs) work, work in this field. How did you like decide what went on in your brain to say, we can do this without ruining this brand new relationship. You'd been dating three and a half years. You're newlyweds. You're going through a lot of changes. What made both of you decide that this would be a good idea to add this, um, to married life and a business life to a married life? Well, I think for me, I just, we laugh about the honeymoon phase, but we just really enjoy being together. Um, we really, um, it was just another opportunity to be able to share, um, in this together. So for us, it's like, Oh, great. We get to, we get to be together, 
you know, to use the name of your company, your um, podcast 24-7. Um, we just got got a chance to really be able to create together and take my passion and, and really meld our strengths. So my passion is sales and marketing and client experience and really focusing on that. And I knew that Mark's uh, approach to operations management and financial management and all the left brain stuff. I just felt like it was a really great marriage um, of our skill set. And then, you know, the bonus is we, we could co- come home at the end of the day and talk about our, our new client and get excited together versus talking about two different things. Or, oh, would you do it work today? Would you do it work? We actually got to experience it together. So for me, it was a it was a plus. And again, because we were new in our relationship, it's like, great, we get to spend more time together. We don't have to, you know, separate every morning. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you, you talked a little bit about the uh, division of labor. Um, you're Mina, you're the more creative one. And Mark, you're the analytical, uh, analytical left, left brain, right brain. Mark is the left brain and, uh, and, and Mina is the right brain. How do you come together? Tell us, tell our, our listeners a little bit about how you come together, how you check in on each other without overlapping or without, um, you know, pissing the other off, pissing the other <laughs> off. <laughs> that would be the accurate term. Uh, tell us a little bit about that dynamic. I, I mean, it's not without its challenges. So we, it, we don't want to paint an unrealistic rosy picture and we work really well together. So it's, I think we've, we had before we started our business and we continue to remind ourselves of how we appreciate each other's skill set. So it's having a respect that from a visionary standpoint, Mina's creativity really adds value to the business. And if I listen to it that way, uh, it's not only palatable, but it could really just, I appreciate how she pushes us to the next level because of her creativity. And then uh, likewise for her, I won't speak for her, but just she appreciates the the conservative, analytical, by-the-books mentality that I bring because it helps ground us. So together, it just really complements one another well, and we just continually try to keep that respect and appreciation going, and it just it just blends and makes a very powerful relationship. I like the way you put that because with, with us, Catherine is the creative one, and she definitely pushes us to the next level. She comes up with that next great idea, and it's great, you know, at first it's like, oh, God, what's she thinking now? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, that's a really good idea. Let's let's move along. Let's let's make this happen. Uh, and, you know, perfect example is this podcast we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Catherine said, let's move it along. Let's make it. And there we go. And there you go. There you have the podcast. And then there's always got to be the realistic one that goes, um, honey, did you look at how much podcast equipment costs? Okay, we can do this. And if we carry the one and... Um, and okay, if we don't eat for two weeks, I think we could do that. <laughs> and then, if, if you stay out of the clothes department of Costco, we if, can do it. If you stay right, out of right. the clothes, they always have a cute pair of shorts. And who doesn't need a lot of shorts when you live in Phoenix? True, I'll, I'll give you that. That's it. That's it. That's so now the, you guys touched on this a little bit, and I want to dig a little bit deeper because you said it's not. You didn't want to paint a rose-colored picture. Um, it's not always perfect. So tell us what your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement was and how you worked through it. 
Well, in the beginning of um, starting the, the business, one of my bright ideas was like, okay, so most people, when they go through renovating, just get so confused by where to start. You know, how do they envision what they want to do with their space? How do they know how to qualify a contractor? So our original business model was actually to be more of an owner's advocate. We would design the entire project. We would help them choose all their material selections, and then we'd put a bid package together and then bid it out to three reputable contractors and help them choose the best fit for them. So we did that for a while, and we found that we were frustrated because no matter what level of detail, we'd have you know engineered uh, engineering drawings, we'd have our architect, everything would be stamped and ready to go, and the contractors that were award-winning, quote-unquote, you know, very reputable contractors in our area, we'd hand it over to them, and there would still be a lot of hand-holding, and they wouldn't follow our directions. And so we, at some point, just started getting really frustrated with that process. So Mark actually was a visionary in this area. He was just like, we've got to just start managing the construction. Like, it is really just simple project management. I know we can do this, and I was scared to do that. So there, there was a little bit of back and forth of when we needed to step off and actually change our business model from the vision, the original vision that I had, to what actually uh, catapulted us um, to the next level. So I just I want to make sure I understand because being that we had some construction done on our house a few years ago, you are not the general contractor. You you hire a general who does all of the subcontracting from there. Is that? Basically. No, we are no, we are a yeah. full design build general contractor oh, you now. Are. I'm just saying when we first started, we were more of the design homer advocate. We were not doing the construction ourselves. We were just being a partner with the contractor that would come in. And we got so frustrated because they weren't doing what we told them to do that we just took over and, and became the general contractor. Now I understand. So in the beginning yeah. they were the smart friend that used to sit there while you would cry in a in a puddle of tears because you had no idea what was going on and they were the smart friend that came in and helped you along with that and then they said you know what I can do this better exactly and so, Mark and Mark really um, saw that coming and I was resistant to that in the beginning I was afraid of the risk and which is unusual usually I don't care about risk and it's like we can do anything but um, this was one of the times where the, the roles were reversed and um, we took it in a different direction that, that's fantastic so I, I'm not sure I pivot. got Pivot, Pivot yeah. is the key word here. Yes, you exactly. start a business, you've got the idea, and as you're going along, you're like, it's good. I mm -hmm. like it. Something's not quite right. Don't be afraid to pivot or be afraid, but be open to be see. Be afraid, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. Be afraid. Be open. Do the research and then pivot. Don't jump. Just turn. Well, and that's the irony is it, when we, before we actually started or like officially launched our business, we went through the business plan development and I had spreadsheets and um, it was, <laughs> oh, I mean, I had. Oh, you're one of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Your dining yes. room table looked like heck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right down to the marketing plan and like forecasts and budgets. And so we had this well-developed uh, business plan, which was a great guide in the beginning, but we wound up throwing it out you know, uh, or at least majorly overhauling it um, within the first year or two in business because once we got into it and we saw what the real challenges within the industry were and we saw the real challenges that homeowners face, then we said, look, we got to do something different. We've, we, to your point, we've got to pivot um, and there is a need in the market. Now, how do we fill it uh, and fill it well? 
Yeah, and we found the the real challenge wasn't so much the design management and fi finding the right contractor. It's really professional project management. And what we find in the residential construction industry is that it, you know, a typical project manager is going to be somebody who started out as a, a carpenter or out in the field, and then they eventually, you know, come into the office and become a, a quote unquote project manager. And it's a different skill set than a professional project manager, um, where people are trained and certified um, and, and look at resources and timing and and uh, all those um, allocations around resources. So that's what we're bringing now to the residential um, remodeling. And they say that this could be one of the most stressful things when you remodel your house or build a house or whatever it could be one of the most stressful things in your relationship. So I know you ha you guys have a, a few things in place and, and you can read about it on their website and we'll have all that information up for you later. But you've specifically put, I don't know how you would put it, like uh, on paper planning sort of chamomile tea, if you will, of, of project management. It, it, to Here, me, to yeah. me it's, it sounds like they took the general contractor gruffness out of it, and now it's just a plan. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. I could be exactly. wrong. No, it's exactly true. We actually created, internally we created uh, what we call a renovation roadmap, and we started taking each and every client through that and really refined it to to have people actually, our tagline is renovate happy. You know, we want people to have fun. It should be fun. You watch HGTV, you get all excited and you can't wait to pick your granite and everything. And then, and then it all goes awry and it doesn't have to be that way with proper planning and making sure the sequencing goes right. So we created a renovation roadmap and and just, uh, I would say, towards the end of last year, I we got to the point where we realized, well, we only do, you know, 15, 20 projects a year and we're located, you know, we're geographically, um, you know, put in one spot. We can't help everybody. So how, how does somebody in California who wants to renovate or somebody in Canada or anywhere go through the pro go through this process and actually have a better experience? So we actually, I took the renovation roadmap and created it as a system that people can actually buy so that they actually know what what sequence and how to qualify the right contractor and what does a, a proper scope of work look like or a, a sample contract. So really giving homeowners the tools to be a partner with their contractor versus a victim of them. Awesome. Oh, so Barry and I are just looking at each other going, dang, when we finish up the renovations in this house, <laughs> we now know where to go online to get the renovation roadmap. And I got to say, we, you know, we had a really good contractor. And well, we, did, we, a few we things. did the important thing. We went on vacation while they started the work. We did go on vacation. <laughs> Here's the key. Um, you know, we'll see in two weeks. But <laughs> even, even then, it's kind of frustrating. So um, wherever you are, you can get a renovation roadmap and that'll be on the on the show notes. So that's pretty cool. So let, let's um, go to the flip side of the disagreement and tell us some of the joys you experience being together 24-7 and how has it changed your lives? Well, I mean, it, uh, speaking for myself. It, you know, you it, could, you could just, speak for your wife. It's okay. Yeah, it's, that, that I think is community property. I don't know. <laughs> I was go. trying to take this time not to do that. <laughs> so, um, so it, it, uh, I mean, it's just it's really cool to be able to walk to lunch together um, or there's a picnic table outside of our office and just sit there and have lunch together or, or travel on business together, but not worried about one person having to be left out of the conference or it, it's just, it is a different level of togetherness that we really enjoy. Um, so it, that's what's 
really shifted the relationship is just having the quality time at home, but still being able to enjoy and have respect for the work that we do together. Yeah. And I would just, I would just add, I just, you know, when we get a new client or get a new project, we're really excited or we win an award, we get to really celebrate that together. And we've quite frankly warn our clients, we're like, you're going to fall in love with us and we are going to become friends. <laughs> and we warn them, if you're not ready, you don't feel it, then let us know now. You know, this is the dating stage because we re- we honestly become really good friends with most of our clients. We go golfing or to dinner all the time. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's great to be able to share that together. It's not us going to dinner and him, you know, meeting the husband for the first time it's like we're fast friends from the uh you know right from the start and and i think it's i think it's also helpful again in that whole renovation thing and i only say this over and over because we did it but to have the husband and wife who understand you know the husband and wife and and that could mean husband and husband or wife and wife or whatever but to have one couple who understands the process and talk to the other couple and with, you know, the two different personalities, talking to the two different personalities in the other couple, you know, bringing one up to excitement, bringing one down from overexcitement. I, I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a wonderful dynamic. niche dynamic, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's something that totally sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I think that's why we, um, we've had so much, so much success is that because we do have different personalities and most couples have different personalities, you know, we're each speaking to, to one of them. So, you know, we always say, if you want to know what time it is, ask me. And if you want to know wh- how the watch works, ask Mark. <laughs> and that's a great description. <laughs> now, now tell our listeners one or two things that you guys do to separate your business time from your family time. So it's not always easy, um, but we do have a rule that we do not um, check email and if avoidable text after 7 p.m. So we try to shut the business off as best we can uh, and enjoy some personal time in the evenings. And then when we do take vacations, although sometimes they're few and far between, they are technology free. So we will uh, enjoy dinner and golf and sitting by a pool and say no laptops, no tablets, uh, and no checking email. The office has our number if they need us. They can certainly call if there was ever an emergency, but otherwise we are checked out. Yeah, we literally will we'll turn our phones off and we give them the name of the hotel and they can call and we're like, somebody at the hotel will find us. Wow. <laughs> we'll be, we'll I'd be scared. Up- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, we, we've been blessed to... Uh, really form uh, such a reliable team of experts like there is no worry. They just they understand the culture that we've built and trying to completely take care of our clients. And there's not a worry that any of them aren't fully empowered to make sure our clients are have the same treatment when we're in the office that they will when we're out of the office. So we're very blessed in that way. Yeah. And that's another thing when you talked about the joys, it's just building this together. You know, there's 10 of us now, you know, it's, it's just fun to, to go from, you know, just me and him <laughs> to having, you know, to eight other people that we're responsible for and that, um, that take care of great care of our clients and, and take, um, take the projects from, from concept to completion. So it's fun. And they're all full-time employees. So they're, they're part of the family now. And how hard was it to find the right people? Oh, it's uh, especially depending. Well, all of them were difficult to find. Um, some 
positions are more challenging than others. They, the whole industry faces a challenge um, with carpenters um, and the carpentry trade. Uh, so if finding skilled, uh, not only skilled laborers, but then ones that are passionate about bringing another level of quality to their work and a pride in their workmanship, that's really key. Um, so it, that's, that's it, from an industry perspective, that's the biggest challenge right now is finding skilled carpenters. But what's nice is when we would find one, there'd be, it's, it was an instant chemistry because uh, the carpenters that have come to work for us were working for other firms that it was all about time and speed and hurry up and it doesn't matter about quality. So they were coming kind of from this shell-shocked type of um, uh, just almost production type of mentality and going from one job site to another where our approach is very different, where when we do a project, a lead carpenter is at that project for, you know, 90, 95% of the time. Um, so they're really able to set up and watch the quality and they know that the client, um, that that's first and foremost, not how quickly can you get it done. So once we would find that, uh, that match, it was, it was pretty obvious from both sides that we wanted to work together. And one thing that you did say about, you know, going on vacations, being technology free, Mark, you mentioned the word empower and empowering your staff, uh, at, at the very least to take care of the problems, to, to make a decision to their level of being able to make the decisions. But empowering your staff makes you just ah, so much on the inside. You just kind of relax because you know that you've given somebody permission to say, you know what, make it right. And, yeah. and in the end, it may not be the way that I would have made it right, but you make it right to the degree that we make the client happy. And if there's a mess to clean up afterwards, we'll clean it up afterwards, you know, behind the scenes. And that's really it, I think, yeah. empowering people. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So now tell us, um, have there been any specific books on business that either of you have read that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I, I think when we're talking about the dynamic and relationship, either between you guys or between us, even between business partners that don't happen to be married to one another. Um, there's a great book called Rocket Fuel, uh, and it's by Gino Wickman and Mark Winters. And it talks about their analysis of successful businesses has had what they call a visionary, somebody that's very creative and can take the business to the next level. And it's grounded by what they call an integrator, somebody that is about the management and the doing. And together, that dynamic creates one of the most successful business models that they've been able to find. So it's a great, it's an easy read. Um, and it really points to how that dynamic and business partners, when it is appreciated, um, can really just propel a, a business in any, any industry to the next level. And it's funny. I saw that firsthand when I first moved out to Phoenix, I got a job at a company called MicroAge. Um, at the time, they were probably the largest computer distributor in the world. Uh, the whole the whole model has changed, you know, because of the internet. But at the time, they they were it. They were the big boys, uh, and it was run by two partners. One was the visionary. One was the business guy. Mm -hmm. I and I'm trying to remember the exact because this was you know going on 20 years ago now. The one of them, the one that was the visionary, um, there was a tragic accident and he lost his son. Uh, and he just lost all motivation to do anything. So the visionary was gone. The company doesn't exist anymore because of that. 
you know, you lose one half of that partnership because they do go hand in hand. And it, it's incredible. And I saw that firsthand. I watched the company go downhill uh, after that, and they just couldn't recover from it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, Mark and I have always been clear. I'm all, I've always been clear. I won't speak for Mark, but. Uh, speak for Mark. You're allowed. <laughs> Here we can do it. Um, you know, we never would have gotten this far uh, with just me. You know, there's no way I would have spent all our money in like six months and have been gone <laughs> or um, or vice versa, you know, um, as far as just having that grounding and, and the equitable distribution of, of what our talents are is what really um, fueled our success. So you, you've got to have both sides of that coin. And I think I just had an aha moment based on what Mark said about the about the book. Why do couples in business, why, why do couples, you know, husband, wife, husband, romantic couples. That's us. Do so well in business together. Well, and this is, you know, usually when you are um, also uh, have a good marriage. It helps. It helps. But when you have a good marriage, you've got the left brain person and the right brain person. You've got, you know, you've got the two different personalities that, that men blend so well together. I was saying meld and blend at the, at same, the same time. At the same time, and it came out Yeah, meld, and it came, yeah. Mend. It, so when, in marriage, a good marriage has those two people. Take those two people, put them into a business situation, bam. And now we have answered the question of the ages. <laughs> I thought it was 42. You can continue. Thank you, dear. So now, if if you guys can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? My first one would be uh, just really making sure that if you do choose to go to a business, that you choose something that you're both passionate about. Like, I'm really clear. Mark could be supportive and take care of the, the left brain stuff and everything that we've talked about. But if he wasn't passionate about architecture and people's homes and taking great uh um, care of our customers, then it would it would wear thin on him, you know, or or vice versa. So really, to choose whatever that you both are passionate about, because that's really going to fuel you through the the downtimes or the times where you're like, what the heck were we thinking? You know, making sure that you choose something that really resonates with both of you. Yeah, and I would say that um, I'm a firm believer that anything can be solved or resolved in communication. So it, it, well, I think the difference between Mina and I and some other business partners or some other husband and wives is the fact that we don't let anything fester or snowball. If there's something in our space that is preventing us from being connected and being present with one another and being um, great business partners for each other, we talk about it and we don't let it build up over a month or six months or two years to where there's so much resentment and regret built up that there's no possibility for the relationship to actually recover or work. So it's really about constantly talking through whatever challenges or issues or pet peeves or whatever comes up for us so that um, we can address it, fix it, improve it, and move on. <laughs> that is great advice on, on all levels for, for people in business thinking about in business. And hey, even, you know, not you, in business, not in business. You're just a couple. Uh, don't let things fester. I wouldn't say just a couple. Well, you know, <laughs> you've got just a couple and then you've got special couples like us and Mark and Mina who and and all of the others out there listening that work together. We and that's, are special. That is a special kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so moving away from business into fun. What is your favorite meal to cook together? 
Or if you don't cook together, what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Mm. Mm. We do love a good steak. A good steak. Um, Who doesn't love a, oh, some of the vegans that we know? Yeah, we don't we don't associate with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, uh, for the first, you know, I don't know how many years we were together, um, I didn't eat steak. So that's actually, I just started uh, putting that back in my diet about six months ago. So we started going on a steak tour, and now it's my favorite thing to eat. You're, you're much happier now, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> a darn good steak yes. can make everything better mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. and mark in your bio you said you like a nice glass of wine so let me ask the two of you red white or beer red uh does it have to be a choice <laughs> excellent <laughs> all of the above all plus, of the above plus. All the above. good red good white good beer it's all good mojito yeah. mojito mojito's <laughs> always good all right. Excellent. Well, let's take a little break right now uh, to uh, give some love to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with a pet peeve. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audible.com audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Welcome back. And Catherine, today, pet peeving for us is? Well, both Mark and Mina are pet peeving for us. That's usually how it works out. Our guests are pet peeving for us. It seems to be a trend, so we've, we've got we've to change we that segue. A, we still have a couple in the bag. We still have a couple of pet peeves in the bag. But, Just in uh, case. Just in case. But Mark, you were starting to talk about uh, a pet peeve that is both personal and professional. So so let's chat, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So uh, for me, it's inaccuracy um, and it's inaccuracy in speaking. So um, it's about like somebody saying, well, actually, it's three feet long when it's actually seven feet long. <laughs> so like there's a, a whether it be measurement, whether it be. And, and I do take it to an extreme, so I get that. So, like, I'm particular about if the date was right or the time was right. So when somebody says, oh, yeah, um, we did that last Monday, and I'll say, no, I, that was on the calendar for Tuesday. We did that <laughs> last Tuesday. So it's uh, – I'm sure for the receiving party, it can get a little annoying, but I my pet peeve is when people aren't accurate in their speaking. Does that include them saying literally when they mean figuratively? Okay. That's a whole nother pet peeve. Yeah, I haven't gone to that level yet. But, That's a, uh, but I, you know, if they say I think it was like around last Monday and it was last Tuesday, that may or may not be. Eh, 
Thank but, you very much. <laughs> exactly. But I, I can see the difference with I, I'm pretty sure I want that I want that wall to be about three feet long and they go, yeah, three feet out to here. And it's obvious that, that out to here isn't three feet, it's more like seven feet or ten feet. Eh, then I could see being in the in the construction business how that could just grate on your nerves. But you you heard the whole time Mina was in the background with the little giggle because you know it was directed to her. <laughs> Some of it right. Yes. Well, he said, you know, it might not uh, land so well for the receiving party. So speaking for the receiving party, <laughs> my, my pet peeve is being corrected. So you can only imagine how much uh, back and forth goes on um, on this. So he's always correcting me and I'm always saying, really, you knew what I meant. <laughs> and that's the thing. You knew what she meant because you can read her mind because you're married and you're working together. So you just need keywords. You just need keywords like yeah. about and I think. Think so and ab- about, around about is plus or minus what two hundred fifty percent. That's it. That's yeah. it. About yeah. around and I think are the are the the key words and phrases that garner forgiveness if you're a little off. Exactly, Catherine. I'm. I'm. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to train them. <laughs> That's right. It's 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 all in the matter of training. Training our business partner slash spouse. Yes. So yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mina, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show with us. We have your website is renovatehappy.com, uh, minafees.com, but it's F-I-E-S. So don't remember that because you're probably driving listening to this. Just when you're not driving and at a red light doesn't count, be sure to uh, go onto the show notes page. There's a lot of stuff there, including the links to the uh, including links to their website where you can get the renovation roadmap. So even if you don't live in the Reston, Virginia area, and you can't have Mina and Mark do the renovations for your house, you kind of can with the renovation uh, roadmap. And and I push it so much because, as I said, we've been through it. We're hoping to go through it again in a couple of years. Add some more stuff to the house um, and I, anything that helps you retain your sanity in renovation is a wonderful thing. Vacation. Vacation. So, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. And we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.